Hello everyone and welcome to The Stagey Place, the podcast where I, Elliot, get to chat with those who work behind the scenes in theatre. And on this week's episode, I am chatting with Benji Spearing, the director of the European premiere of Yeast Nation, which is being staged at the Southwark Playhouse. From the 22nd of July, I got the chance to chat with Benji in person in the Southwark Playhouse bar. So you may hear a bit of ambience during the interview, but I hope this does not deter away from the fantastic chat that I had with Benji in the tech rehearsals for the start of the show, which premieres tonight as I record this intro. So without further ado, let's get on with the episode. Hello Benji and welcome to the Stage of Place. Today we are here at the Southwark Playhouse because you are in tech rehearsals for Yeast Nation which opens this Friday on the 22nd of July and runs through until the 27th of August. How are things going in tech at the moment? Hello, uh, yeah things are going well. We've got all of the tech up in the sky, we've got the set painted and the floor done, got all the bits of set ready. Um, the costumes are looking phenomenal, all of the lycra that you could possibly dream of. Yeah, no, it's all, it's all coming together. It's really nice to see every bit because we've been playing around with it in the rehearsal room for the last three weeks. It's sort of knowing all of the, the composite sections but not being able to try it until we got into the space. So it's going to be a, that mixture of sort of bringing the costumes in and throwing the lights on it and seeing how it works with an immersive audience and playing around with the um, audience members. Um, so yeah, no, it's, it's looking very exciting. Yeah, and like you just say with the light, obviously you may have that in the rehearsal room. I'm not sure if you've been having that with this massive heat that you've been having outside. <laughs> but it's, a, it's a very breathable fabric, so yeah. it turns out it's actually quite good for this. Uh, oh, that's right. But having that under the light, like you say, the lights just like add a whole new element of the show itself. Yeah, and it's going to build up really nicely. We, we did, we've, we've used costumes because they're, they're quite crucial to the story, but um, only, only to make sure that everything was working, then we'd sort of take everything away and, um, and just focus on the action, telling the story, making sure that the, it's, quite a, it's quite a confusing story on the paper. Yeah. Um, oh, well, it's all, every character's called Jan. And there's, there's lots of sort of moments which, until you put them on its feet, don't really make sense. So we've really focused and honed in on that, knowing that we're going to obviously expand, as yeah. we used to tend to do, uh, when they're in the, uh, in the space under the lights. So yeah, um, we'll, see, we'll see how well they prove. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, no, it's, it's really exciting. That's really exciting. I'm really excited to talk about the show today. But first of all, Benji, I want to talk about yourself and you as a director. So what I want to know is how did you get into the theatre industry and what made you want to follow the pathway into directing? Oh, wow. So I, uh, I grew up in Litchfield, just outside um, the Black Country. And uh, my aunt and uncle, Sean and Jeff, were in uh, Warsaw Amateur Operatic Society. And I must have been about five years old. I remember going and seeing it. Something like Pirates of Penzance or uh, Finian's Rainbow or something like that. One of the, you know, the, the, the gold standard 50s musicals. Yeah. And um, I got to go backstage and go and see them after the show. And I just remember going back through the stage show feeling like I was the most special person to be able to see this. <laughs> and then seeing everyone having a laugh, sitting down, enjoying themselves, playing around. Everyone was so warm and that post-show buzz was sort of just, I was so delightful. But I think from that moment, I always wanted to do something in theatre. And then I went off to Manchester to do um, drama and English, with every intention to become a drama teacher. And in my first term, the, the Drama Society, they just they, they weren't doing any musicals, they weren't doing any shows that I was, was particularly engaged by. So I asked if I could direct a, a musical, and I started off on a piece of song time. 
And they said yes. Um, <laughs> and that sort of spiralled. It was going to be in a very small show, try it out. And then it turned out I did a show. That conversations happened with various different people. And I, I was doing a show at the Palace Theatre for three nights, which is a big 1,300-seat venue in the centre of town. But we did it, and we managed to get it on, and it, was, it went really well. So from that, I sort of twisted a bit towards directing. I directed at university and then thought that I needed, I needed some sort of training uh, rather than just making up as I went along. So I came down to London and then went to Central. Finished there, did a few director in residences around the country which are brilliant for young directors. They're, they're really good training grounds to sort of have a, a low risk opportunity to do something artistic um, and to have that nurture and support from a, from a large group of people. So did that for a year and a half and then came back to London and started my own theatre company. Yeah, sort of went from venue to venue and moved around. Um, I've got quite a specific style of theatre that I like. I quite like the black comedies or the yeah. slightly more esoteric titles. So I yeah started being able to approach theatres and talk to them about what I wanted to do. And some of them said, no, please leave us alone. <laughs> and some of them said, yeah, no, of course, that'd be, that, that fits our programming really well. And then, yeah, nine years I've been doing that and working with various different producers and uh, venues in order to, to do shows that I, I'm really passionate about. Yeah, and we are sat here today recording in the bar of the Southwark Playhouse. If we look right above us, there is a Toxic Avenger oh, poster. Oh yeah, there is. Right oh. up there, which you also worked on. Oh yeah, no, is... that was that was the first one I did here. I didn't realise that was up there. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. that was that was a magical show. I um, saw that in Edinburgh. Uh, uh, so were you on, involved in the Edinburgh? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, so I've seen your work before. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, it was. I mean, the Southwark is, I think, my favourite one of my favourite theatres in London. Yeah. Just because you can play with that immersive quality and the audience are up close and personal and, you know, there's no escaping. No. But then when we took it and, and we moved it up to Edinburgh and then we went down to the arts and yeah. down with it, it was, it was really nice to see a second life because you sort of, you, you invest so much in the first bit and sort of, you don't really think about what's going to happen to it until it actually no. happens. And that, that, that was lifted up in a beautiful way. Yeah, no, that was a very special show. Yeah, it was very weird coming back here yes, yesterday when we started doing the get-in and walking through the door. And all of those feelings of Toxic Avengers sort of came back and, and it felt, yeah, it, it felt like I was back for the first time. It just, I didn't realise how much I'd invested in the place before. Yeah, that's amazing to hear that it just brings back all those memories for you. Yeah. And now, obviously, you are back with Yeast Nation. Mm. So tell me about how you got involved in this production. So I loved Year in Town, oh gosh, when it first came out, 2003, 2004, when it was on Broadway, I think I, I remember hearing it. And I was, I was just really invested, I was really taken by the, the idea and I quite liked the darkness of it. Um, a bit jealous that they, someone had done it without me. Um, I was far too young in my career at that point. <laughs> I remember hearing, I think doing a bit of research around it, uh, Yeast Nation was, was the next show that they were working on, that Mark and Greg were working on. So yeah. it sort of banked that one. Um, and then as time evolved and sort of went forwards, thinking about new projects and things, I, I got in contact just asking what was going on with it, where they were with it, if it was a, sort of a show, um, and if it had been made, because nothing, it just, it did a, a few versions in America, but it never really seemed to have life breathed into it. And then just before the pandemic started, I was, I was chatting to them and they said, yeah, no, it is a show, we've been recently redeveloping it, we'd love it to be on. Yeah. So from that point, we started playing around with it, and obviously, Everything went uh, a bit um, 
tricky with. Yes, yeah, so tricky. <laughs> but as we emerge from it, I spoke to Chris here. I've, I've been quite keen on putting it in the in the Southwark. It, it is that sort of show that needed that sort of environment. Yeah. So I spoke to Chris Murnion over here and said, oh, I've got this thing. He said yes. Then I spoke to the writers. They also said yes. I said, I really wanted to set it in Yorkshire because I think that's where life would start. <laughs> uh, and they all agreed, terrifyingly, without really knowing what the Yorkshire accent was, to be honest. No. And yeah, so then I, I, I started producing it myself. I brought on Jimmy and uh, Proud Haddock, who is the, uh, the co-producer. Yeah. And then, yeah, sort of put together a team of people that I've worked with on various different shows before so sort of pulled a group of collaborators together and yeah and here we are today and it's been yeah it's been a bit of a everything's felt right there's never been a problem with anything so it's just every step of the way has sort of felt quite natural and a bit like an evolution yeah and it's been yeah it's when everything works it's it's quite nice to feel it rather than you know when you're trying to fight against and sort of struggle against all the bits and pieces yeah, and so for people who don't know anything about the show what would you say the elevator pitch is for this production Oh gosh, so it's a bit like Succession mixed with The Land Before Time. I love The Land Before Time. Had them, had them all. Oh really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the, yeah, right, the, yeah. a big collection that came in like a cardboard boxing that you could keep them all in. Because you never get over the emotional loss of no, Mr. Foot's mother. Yeah, I know. It, just, it doesn't matter yeah. how old And it always know. comes up on Twitter or TikTok <laughs> or whatever. Every now and again, it's yeah. like it's like moments from your childhood that just make you cry straight away. And it's always Land Before Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. So, so this is yeah. it's, um, <laughs> succession in terms of like uh, kind of regal. It's all about uh, the Society of Yeasts who are led by Jam the Elder, who was the first yeast. And it sort of turns into this weird sort of political drama, comedy, Shakespearean court thing, but they're all yeasts and they all maintain the yeastiness all the way through, but then it switches between both sides. So yeah, it, it's got the sort of the, the absurdity of, of being in a very, very peculiar world, but it's taken very seriously within it. Quite like you're in town, you set up this sort of strange world and then you stick to very strong rules within it. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's essentially succession, but with yeast. Yeah, and so, like you were saying earlier on, there have been versions of this happening in America, whereas this version here at the Southwark is the European premiere. So, thinking about that, what's it like to bring this show to the Southwark Playhouse in today's society? And when you were looking at bringing it here, did you look at what previous productions had done, or were you having a whole fresh mind so that you could have your creative aspect on the show? So, yeah, there, there, there were a few smaller American productions. In fact, in, in all fairness, I didn't realise, there was a brief German production as well. So the, the, the European moniker, uh, I think for a professional show, it's yeah. true, but it, it has had a very brief play over there. Okay. Um, it's currently on, weirdly, Greg has flown over to the UK and it's currently on in Mexico. Oh, wow. Okay. So he did a tour from... Uh, New York, where he lives, he went over to Mexico to see Primordial Nation, yep. and then he's come over to see this. Apparently, the two shows are vastly different. Great. Yeah, I haven't. I, I try and avoid the other pieces. It's quite because it's so abstract. It's quite heavily led by the artistry and by the the, the vision. And it's the sort of piece where you can go down a number of routes. You could go traditional Greek tragedy, you know, masks, cloaks, all of that stuff. Likewise, you can go very, very absurdist and sort of have non-human shapes and things. I didn't want to be changed by the other, the other versions of it. Since then, I've had a look at, or I've had a, certainly had a listen to some of the cast recordings that um, are available. Yeah. Um, and I was sent demos by Mark and Greg when I was first looking at it. And there is, the tone is very similar to, to pieces, although obviously we're doing it all with your tracks, so it does change slightly. Um, but there are, there are beats and you can hear them. I think it's because the music is so good and the writing is so strong. 
it's it's almost unavoidable to hit certain beats as you go through the, the, the stories. They they're, they're very good at writing one-liners. They're very good at writing. I mean, they're they're great at writing characters generally. Yeah. But they're, 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 they're the pace of a line and the, the way that they'll have dialogue is is quite identifiable. So that's been quite interesting to see how we've developed and turned that into things. But yeah, I've, I've sort of shied away a little bit. I've certainly seen a few pictures and things, and it, I think one of the reasons it's never quite hit the, the, the heady heights of Eurotan over in the US is that it's never really, it's never really had that sort of budget of scale. Yeah. There are so many, potentially there are so many parts in it. We've pared it down so there are eight actors who are playing an entire nation of people. <laughs> but in those productions, you sort of have 20 or so, and it does uh, then, it just becomes sort of a difficult commercial project. Whereas yeah. we've tried to just make sure that we're telling the story well, but keeping, keeping everything limited. Yeah, yeah, and so my final question based on the show is why should people come and see the show and what's your target audience? Well, you know, amateur bakers, um, people who like Marmite, uh, pharmacists. No, we've got, um, I think, I, it's, I mean, there are so few musicals, new musicals going on in London at the moment. Yeah. So we've taken a real punt on, on putting this on stage and... I think if you appreciate seeing something that you're, you're not going to see anything like this again. I mean, I can guarantee you're not going to see anything like this again because yeah. it's, there are very few yeast-based shows, <laughs> um, for better or for worse. But it's it, it's a really good example of an idea taken to extremes, but maintaining a heart and maintaining an emotion. There's a really strong emotional core all the way through it, yeah. and it is weird when you find yourself, you know, getting a bit teary-eyed because a yeast loves another yeast, or another yeast doesn't love that yeast back, and. We, we've managed to sort of mine the emotional humour. So if you like sort of those big rom-coms, it's sort of got that style, but then it's also got the bite and the satire and the self-awareness of You in Town and Rocky Horror and all of those sort of darker things that really drew it to me. Yeah. And then we've also got beautiful bits of movement, if you like the sort of physical Laban type stuff, Laban, how you want to say, that sort of work, as well as the, uh, the sort of the more modern contemporary ballet. We've got aspects of that. It, it does tick an awful lot of boxes. And yeah, and then added to that, you've got all of the, the, the sort of the yeast-based uh, professions. <laughs> no, I think there's something for everything. And I think it works quite nicely for kids as well as grown-ups. We're Great. not really, um, I suppose the main demographic we're looking at are that alternative crowd. You know, they're, yeah. they're the people who are bored with the endless uh, repetitions of sort of, you know, the, the Rogers and Hammerstein and things like that. This yeah. is, it's got bite and it's got a bit of aggression to it. Good, amazing. Well, I'm very excited to see the show. I'm coming next week. And again, we are talking about Yeast Nation at the Southwark Playhouse from the 22nd of July until the 27th of August. Yeah. Thank you so much, Benji. I've got two final questions for you. Yeah. And the first one is about advice for people who are listening to this podcast and want to maybe get into directing. What advice would you have for them? I think the main thing is is just stay with it. It's it's not an easy career, and the the opportunities are are sort of few and far between. I'd I'd say trying to create your own opportunities is always a really big one. Yeah. I think never stepping back and, and sort of feeling oh well, I didn't get that so maybe I shouldn't do this. It's you're waiting for one yes in a sea of no's, um, and I'd say yeah just um, don't be afraid of don't be afraid of making a statement. As, as an artist, and I think you know when you're when when you're a director, you are an artist of the stage, and you are making work there. And, and that if you're making something bland, or if you're if you're making compromises because it's not what your vision is, you're not quite fulfilling your potential. So always be aware that you know what you think is is worthy and it's it's due. 
and and yeah. yeah, make friends, talk to people, be aware of the industry is the the, the the other sort of major one. Making sure that if you were writing books, you'd say, well, go and read every book on the subject. You need to be aware when you're in theatre of all the theatres, all the stuff that's going on as much as you can, yeah. and taking advantage of it. Yeah. And what can people see from you also, like in the future or at the moment? What have you got coming on that people can look out for? So we've got another musical coming up in January, which is very similar to Youth Nation, which I can't tell you the title of, but you can probably work out. I've got, I'm going to Reading in April to go and do Peter Pan. I've never done a, I've never done a sort of family show before. Yeah. And I've got, I've got quite a dark artistic style, so maybe if I'm allowed near one again. And then I've got a really lovely show, and it's been something that's been in process for the last few years, in fact, before pandemic. Um, and it's a really big scale one. I can't talk about it, but it's all of the, the, the workshops and things have been remarkable. We've got great people work. It's going to be really exciting when it comes out. Amazing. Yeah. Incredible. That is so exciting. And you've got so much coming up. It's lovely. It's really lovely. Yeah. Benji, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast, which is called The Stagey Place. <laughs> and what my final question is for all my guests is whereabouts their stagey place is. So Benji, for you, this could be the theatre that you first went to go and see your favourite show at, where you went to go and see Pirates of Penzance. Mm-hmm. It could be the Palace Theatre in town where you had your show or it can be where you had your first directing debut mm-hmm. as a director. So for you Benji, whereabouts would your stage place be? I mean outside the theatre bar, um, I, I'd say it's probably the Palace Theatre. When I did the show, I on the final night I'd been working, uh, I don't, don't think anyone thought we could do it, we did it. Yeah. And my dad came up um, and he came to see the show on last night. And I remember walking out the stage door and seeing him and just bursting into tears of happiness because we had done it. Oh. And, and it was such a... It's what I wanted to direct for ever since because that high, that moment where you actually achieve something and you feel... I've never cried with happiness before apart from that moment. Yeah. And ever since. So I think, yeah, it would be just outside the Palace Theatre in Manchester. That's such a lovely story to have. And Benji, that ends off the podcast episode today. So thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's been lovely to chat. Thank you. And there we go. That was my chat with Benji Spearing, the director behind Yeast Nation, the brand new musical having its European premiere at the Southwark Playhouse. You can book your tickets from the Southwark Playhouse website. I'd love to thank Benji once again so much for having the chat. We did do this during the tech rehearsals of the show, so to take time out and chat with me was really, really special. And I'd love to thank Benji so much for taking his time to chat with me in this episode. So that's all for today's episode. So until next time, when we are bringing our four brand new specials for the Edinburgh Fringe Festival being uploaded every Monday throughout August, I hope you have a stagey week and you're keeping safe. Goodbye.